Greetings. Welcome to another episode of Joel's Bar Drunken Glory Broadcast. We're Red Letter Ministries, and we love you so much with the Holy Ghost. Nothing weird, no perversion, amen? No lust. I hate lust. Been walking in so much perfect holiness lately. You know, it's crazy during the summertime here, it's like the girls don't even wear clothes around the lakes. But the seven eyes could care less. It's like flesh don't even matter to the seven eyes of the slain lamb. Don't you know it's written, be perfect as your Father in heaven's perfect, and be holy as your Father in heaven is holy? Christians got a lot of perversion in them, because they don't think that's possible. So we need favor for faith to get all that sickness out of you. And I love you so much. I mean, it's the Holy Ghost that got all the sickness out of me. Don't even lie to me. I know. Everyone's born a pervert. <laughs> Major pervert. And if they can kill that thing and bury it deep down inside and become a good religious boy and a good religious girl, then they have so much secret sin. They have Christian conferences all the time. Talk to people that work in hotels. The pornography rentals of during Christian conferences are off the charts. The secret sin is so high amongst Christians because they're not fulfilled in the Holy Ghost. So they have to have secret pleasures. As it's written in Proverbs, stolen waters are sweet. Secret sin is sweet. I'm going to get away with this pornography. I'm going to get away with this sin. <laughs> no one's going to see me smoking this cigarette or drinking too much vodka. But we're not on the vodka. We're on the godka. <laughs> Amen. We traded our marijuana for Jehovah-wana. And we are blessed. I'm so blessed in the Holy Ghost that I gotta tell someone. I'm telling you, I'm not here to make money. There's a million other things I could be doing. I'm a priest in the order of Melchizedek, trained in heavenly Jerusalem by the seven spirits of God, and literally by millions of angels. Not lying to you. The kind of excruciating training that has gone into what I am today is beyond imagination. As it's written, God has chastised me with severe chastisement in King David's words in the book of Psalms. Those who are called into the priesthood of heavenly Jerusalem go through severe discipline and severe chastisement. He's not easy on us because He loves us. Hebrews says God disciplines those He loves because He wants us to be perfect. And I've only been satisfied and fulfilled when the Father has disciplined me so that I could be like Him. It's not like he's making me to be some kind of just grunt slave for religion. You know, he's not just beating me up, you know. He's actually perfectly loving me and removing the things that are imperfect in my soul. And I'm so thankful for it. I have thanked him a thousand times for his severe chastisement upon my life that I can't get away with the foolishness of other ministers who serve money and sell MP3s and then sell CDs and sell their teachings and sell their revelations. I can't do it. I mean, it, it, it utterly feels like I'm dying if I'm not being completely and totally perfect all the time. 
And I'm not boasting. That's the Holy Ghost, the seven spirits of God. I'm literally this, just that completely dead that I need that much of God to feel alive. I'm not better than anyone. In fact, I'm probably much worse. Come out of tremendous sin. Come out of tremendous rebellion. Tremendous rebellion. People don't even understand the knowledge of evil. Like cartel and mafia. Evil. Just evil. Trained in the demonic. Trained in darkness. And knowing that you're a being of darkness. A real witch and warlock and sorcerer. Using evil to hurt others on purpose. With knowledge, intentionally. It's called sorcery. See, it's not just religion that's evil. We all know that, hopefully. <laughs> it's not just the knowledge of good that's so evil in Satan's kingdom, in that Luciferian light. It's also the knowledge of evil, which means rebellion, and those who are professional in rebellion, like the mafia, and like the cartels, like those types, like the 36 organized gangs right around my house where we do this broadcasting, where I've been an inner city missionary for the last 11 years. Just proud to be evil. <laughs> and it's shocking because I've been in the Holy Ghost a long time. I got saved out of tremendous darkness and all that violence and drugs 18 years ago when I was court ordered to Minnesota Teen Challenge and you can read my testimony online at Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. But what's been shocking is that there are a lot of people that aren't looking for something better than what they already have. There's a lot of people that are just totally fine in being rebellious. <laughs> in 1 Samuel it says, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And it's like, do you realize how long ago that was written? That was written 3,000 years ago. Samuel, King David, you know, the one that anointed David's head with the horn of oil, Samuel, who symbolizes God the Father today in the New Covenant. <laughs> First Samuel, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, and he knows because he was conjured by the witch of Endor in the cave by Saul. Tremendous witchcraft, but back then... There was hardly any rebellion compared to today in 2017. I mean, you look at the youth. I walk around and look at everyone, look inside their souls and read people's souls like tarot cards, like Ouija boards out there. But I do it in the Holy Ghost, not in, you know, spirit of divination. I'm just messing with your religious demons and having fun. <laughs> and I look at... These kids are sexually immoral, having multiple partners by age 13, and sometimes even younger than that. Where they're so full of incubus and succubus demons in junior high. I mean, it's shocking. You guys, do you realize just before the 1960s, it was normal in American society to save sex for marriage, even amongst, like, non-believers? It is a recent thing in this sexual revolution since the 60s and the hippies in the 60s and the free love movement, the kids are sexual, sexually immoral at like 12 years old, 13 years old. That's not normal. <laughs> that's not, that's a recent phenomena because of the increase of witchcraft by Satan and his angels. For thousands of years, it wasn't like that. 
for hundreds of years, even up until the 1950s. It wasn't like that in the USA. Wake up! The demoralization, the immoralization of society is because of the increase of witchcraft. And I wasn't going to talk about any of this. This is all spontaneous. The Holy Ghost is just dealing with it. Because I know there's a lot of youth that are like so pressured into sexual morality that watch Joel's Bar now that we're in 117 nations every single night. And it's like, it doesn't feel right in their hearts. I know the girls and the boys and it's like, I, no, I'm not going to be a whore. I'm not going to give my body away to sex. It is. It's a much better feeling of holiness than succubus and incubus demon possession. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but you'd be surprised how much sexual immorality is out there. These people are insane with lust. Absolute madness. And you can just look in their eyes and see, and it's like, what is even in you? That cannot feel good, buddy. You know they feel dead inside, and they look at me, you know, whatever I am, you can be the judge of that. And it's like, here I am glowing with joy, you know. And I look rebellious. That's what really gets them. I look very rebellious. I wear, you know, ghetto outfits, you know, we're ghetto fabulous. And I wear the BBC, and I, I love foam posits and stuff. And, you know, just a little bling bling, not too much. You know, don't want to get punished by God, but just a little bling. You know, don't want to make him angry. Just enough to know that I'm not dirt poor, you know, I'm not cursed. You know, and the thing is, is they don't even realize that the joy is sourced by the seven spirits of God. Literally, when these boys and girls in their 20s and 30s look at me with intense jealousy every day that I deal with in America, because I'm the happiest person they've ever seen all the time consistently, day after day after day after day, and we're just so blessed in the gospel, they think it could only be because he's rich or he's got a good business, or he's successful and drives a nice car. They're utterly clueless in Babylon, guys. The only reason I'm happy, I'm not rich. I'm rich in glory. <laughs> I'm rich in the king of glory. We have stored up our riches in heaven, guys. Seriously, this real message of the gospel, all you nations listening to this, has come from the underground church of the United States of America. What I preach every day at Joel's Bar and Red Letter Ministries is not acceptable in any single church in the United States of America. I'd be tossed out. There's not one who'd receive it. We have pastors that can receive from me for like a minute, but they always get offended and run away because I'll talk about Gog and Magog, and I'll talk about church and temple, and I'll talk about the higher things of the spirit of perfection and the temple of the Lord God Almighty made of living stones. And it's just like, oh, if I listen to this, I feel like I'm condemned because I'm not being perfect. And you know what? They're right. They are condemned. When you miss the mark of perfection, when you hear the high calling and someone walking in it, you are condemned when you miss the mark because all sin is condemned. And I'm not angry at you, and I'm not saying you're going to hell. It's just, it literally needs to be convicted of. The works of the Holy Spirit are conviction of sin, it is written in the Gospels. 
He's gone out to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Amen? And that's what he's doing here because the pastors are in total sin. Total sin. Mainly religious sin. And that's not small sin. The sin of pride, the sin of religion, is the very nature of Lucifer himself. So when you tolerate religion in your churches and temples, when you tolerate legalism, when you tolerate formulas, when you tolerate strange fire and works of the flesh that have the appearance of good, but inwardly they're done by the human being and not the Spirit of God, you're actually participating with Lucifer and his angels. That's why your churches are more like Sumerian ziggurats of sorcery than actual Christianity. Day one of ministry in the Bible, I'm not angry at you, I'm telling you the truth. This will set you free. Day one of ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospels, He was in His temple at Nazareth, the synagogue. He reads the scroll of Isaiah, and He says, this is fulfilled in your hearing. And they brought him to the edge of the cliff to throw him off. And they shouted, rid the world of him. The first day of the Messiah's ministry, he was kicked out of the synagogue. And here we tolerate church buildings. Acts 7 says, God does not dwell in buildings made by human hands. And I'm speaking about the whore of Babylon that has all the real underground church of America's money. Because we're actually the disciples of the kingdom. And they're actually the thieves that have stolen from God and turned my father's house into a marketplace. Every church is a marketplace. That's why they have a Starbucks and, you know, make it comfortable, you know, and they do all these things to seeker-sensitive, to get people in, you know, and then they build this organization and then they imprison their spirits inside dust. It's true. It's all very good and all. Churchianity is some of the most demonic activity under the sun. Churchianity, and we want to say, oh, look at the Freemasons. Look at the Scottish Rite. Look at the Luciferians. Look at them in their Scottish Rite temples, trading on the checkerboard, casting their nets on the stars for souls, killing babies as sacrifices for human souls. <laughs> and all of this occult activity that the Christians accuse as demonic with their paranoia and their schizophrenia when they see a symbol that they think might be evil like 666 and the Star of David and the Pentagram. As if symbols have any power unless you believe in them. <laughs> They're all just forms. What matters is the Spirit of God and the faith that comes from Jesus. Everything is starlight and stardust in this universe. Adam and Eve were created out of the dust of the earth and God breathed into their nostrils and they became living beings. It's the breath of life, the Spirit of God, that has value. But the great deception is putting the value in all the dust of the earth, which is the buildings made by human hands. That is the Gog and Magog encapsulation of the human spirit that has them all 
incarcerated in the year 2017. And I'm telling you the truth. The Great Awakening will people will be people escaping church, religion, Gog and Magog, the buildings made by human hands, the organizations of man. And I'm not a hypocrite. Well, isn't Red Letter Ministries an organization of man? Actually, it's not. Actually, this was created not of my idea, but by the audible, booming voice of God the Father in my Mazda 929 in the spring of 2006. I was planning on being a youth pastor in the Assemblies of God. True story. Praying in tongues all day long, you know, working in IT, a senior at North Central University Bible College, downtown Minneapolis. Last semester, I was going to be a youth pastor, and I was going to have so much fun because I just love hanging out with the kids. I'll be 16 years old for eternity. But God said in the car, audible voice, you're not going to pastor churches, Brandon. You're going to pastor cities and nations. Call your ministry the Red Letter Ministry. And I will bless this ministry because it will be my ministry. The Father considers this Himself. That's why it's so strict and serious. This is not about a human soul, a human being. It's not about Penny and I. This is about God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ raising a standard of true heavenly Jerusalem ministry for all the earth. (laughs) You know how humiliating that is every day? You know, when I see so many people getting away with all this stuff and having all this fun, you know, and doing all this easy stuff and we have to have it so hard and I have to tell you the truth every day because I'm possessed with the Father and so many people can't handle what the Father has to say because they're full, so full of lies and so we get so much persecution and they always think that I'm like prideful and egotistical and I'm not even talking about myself ever when I talk about Joel's bar, it's just God the Father and God the Father is a very confident man. You better get to know him. It's not pride, it's not ego, it's not brain, it's the Father, guys. It's time to know the Father. And He's not mad at you. He loves you perfectly, but He is very, very aggressive sometimes. As it's written in Exodus, the Father is a man of war. The Father has always battled on the front lines of every war, of every nation, for good since the fall of Adam and Eve. He's been right there in the thick of it, guys. He's never shrunk away from you. He's been with you since the very beginning, since Adam. And we've been through hell, guys, since the fall. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue, we have been through horrendous nightmares. You look at it, you know, the world wars and just all of the genocide of so many nations, ethnic cleansing, and so much rape and pillage, and so much disgusting animalistic beast activity that's gone on because of the influence of the demons in the nations that just hate our guts and just want to use us and spit us out and use the next generation because they're spirits that can just always be present through the generations if they continue sinning. You know? The demons just jump out of your corpse if when you die and they'll get into your children. It's called generational curses. I don't know. I've dealt with it. I know everyone else has who's a true disciple. 
<laughs> come out a tremendous rebellion of murder. Tremendous rebellion of lust and sexual morality. Tremendous death. Tremendous manipulation. Manipulation beyond imagination that makes the Scottish Rite look like just minor manipulators in contrast. <laughs> it's true. We come out of so much manipulation. Holy Spirit, don't we? Every nation, tribe, and tongue coming out of so much witchcraft, coming out of so much sin, coming out of so much darkness, so much lies. I know when I speak as a son of man, I speak for all mankind, that we come out of all the sin of the angels and the sin of the nations combined. We do. That's what being born again is. You come out of all the darkness of all your DNA, of every word and every lie that you've ever believed in and that your parents believed in. That's why you have a spirit of adoption and not the same exact thing as you were before. <laughs> a different family. You're now of the family of God who dwells in Zion and His name is Jesus Christ and He has sent His Holy Spirit to adopt us to be His royal family on His throne if we overcome all the lies in the world. And that's mainly what we're overcoming. Lies. Because you know pride of knowledge and religions and rebellions and politics and all the words and the chitter chatter of the world, it's all just lies. They all come from Lucifer's throne. He's called the father of lies, Belial, Lord of the Flies. He makes sure those maggots are all up in your brains, and when they hatch, they turn your skulls into Luciferian crypts of death and murder and lust and religion, the most deceptive of all demons. But when Jesus Christ comes in, He wants the body all to Himself. That's why it's written, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, not an apartment of demons. So that the jealous God who's a consuming fire can fully possess you and use you for Himself, which is always perfect joy. In Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans I have for you, always for good, never for evil. Plans for a hope and a future. God the Father loves us perfectly, but because we've had so many bad dads and bad fathers and bad examples of religious leaders and all kinds of crap in the whole world, we don't know and understand what the Father's actually like. But when Jesus Christ the Messiah was, was describing Him, He described Him as a celebrational Father who loved throwing parties. You never see Jesus describe Him as angry. You never see Jesus describe Him as religious. You always see Jesus describe His Father as celebrational and omnipotently forgiving to the prodigal sons of both religion and rebellion who enter His feast of the fattened calf. Because we serve the good Father who loves us perfectly. He loves us so much that He makes us exactly like Himself. So we can say, like our older brother Jesus Christ the Messiah, it's the Father in us who does all the works of this ministry. 
It's the Father in us who has all the compassion, all the power of holiness to not lust, all the power of holiness to not be prideful, to have no consciousness of self, zero self-awareness, but to only be aware of the seven spirits of God, the roots of David in our heart, and the seven spirits of God, the bright morning star, through all our souls. And our bodies have been crucified with Christ. We're not in the flesh, we're out of it, fully in our Christian nature. For we've been born again, and we're one spirit with the Lord. And if anyone is born again, they're a new creature altogether, born of the Spirit, born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. And if you grow in the Spirit of holiness, you'll be raised up above all the snakes of Babylon the Great, and you will inherit the kingdom, and you will be blessed for eternity, and you'll have peace with God in all your soul, and nothing in the natural realm will have control over you at all. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Glory to God. We're doing awesome military, strategic, glory campaigns in 115 nations. The main responders are Nepal and the Philippines. So we're doing a real focus in those areas because they seem to be so sincere and so hungry and thirsty for the bread and wine of heavenly Jerusalem. So we're going to focus there, but all of your support goes into campaigns through Facebook, reaching millions and millions of people. Get all the analytics by joining the Facebook group. I post it up every day. We're reaching millions of people, spending $75,000 a year on Facebook ads, reaching millions and millions of people. At this rate, we'll reach like 150 million people this year. <laughs> with Red Letter Ministries through Facebook because it's a great harvest and we're discipling the nations through the internet and it's the real deal, guys. People's souls are getting glorified. It's just awesome reading the comments of everyone that's watching the videos. The sincerity, I know there's some anger. You get past all the demons. And the ones that are actually in love with Jesus, oh my God, they just melt my heart. Like Some of the comments people write, especially from Nepal and the Philippines, it's just like, I'll do anything, man. I mean, I will become uh, just a pain in everyone's butt raising funds for this thing because I see people getting transformed in the nations and we need your financial support. So donate at redlettermen.com. We really are discipling the entire planet. It's a big deal. We love you guys. Be encouraged. Be enthralled and be in love. Amen. And the holiness and the compassion of the seven spirits of God. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.